The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here for Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Yes, we actually made it here today. (laughs) I said on Monday we were going to have it on Tuesday because my brain was not engaged. Uh, Yeah, what? Yeah, Ann and Tommy, yeah, who knows where they are today. <laughs> That's how things go. In any case, if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. You'll see a streaming right there. Click on that. Blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then uh, click on the platform icon that we've got there. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends there this morning. Good morning to all you guys in the chat. Great to see you as always. And um, yeah, do that. And then right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, You can catch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And then he'll be live there in that area on the right side of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We're also streaming live on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page. Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and um, where else were we at? DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, uh, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and also if you have a Roku device, we're on Roku at Cutting Edge TV, and we appreciate those guys putting us up there as well. Right above where we're live streaming is a place where you can sign up for our newsletter. Again, guys, I'm telling you, um, <clears throat> we're heavily censored. And not only are we heavily censored, now we're getting stories coming out to where the United Nations uh, is censoring personal websites. You say, how are they doing that? Well, if you if you know anything about registering domains, and I've known this for, for several years because I remember when Ron Paul, somebody used his name to do something, 
and he had to actually go to the United Nations because of that being his name um, to get the website. And <clears throat> so it was a it was an interesting thing to find out that our domain names get registered through. I think it was something called ICANN or something like that. Uh, but they they'll have control to cut you off at the knees, literally at the DNS. Okay, where n- nobody's going to see your website at all. I mean, is that, they just have that uh, that power to do that. Now, I think that it's unlawful. But what is an international body doing that to people of the United States? Uh, that's just uh, incredible to me that that's been allowed to go on. This is just one more reason why we need to eliminate the United Nations from off our soil out of our politics and get us out of get us out of them too. Uh, so with that said, if you agree with our message, you would like to support us. There's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. And also you can partner with us as a uh, son or daughter of Liberty. That's our monthly partners. That link is also available. And then our store is available too. And this week we're highlighting the for the children book. Uh, Stephanie Dean has put this together again. If the ears won't hear it, you tell it to the eyes. This deals with the real issue of what abortion is. It is the murder of another human being, period. It's it's just the murder of another human being. These are normally $10. They fit in your pocket. You can give them out to your representatives. You can give them out to friends. You can give them out to young people, old people, whoever that you can share this message with. Um, normally they're $10. This week only through Saturday at midnight, you use the promo code LIFE, L-I-F-E, and you'll save 25% off this little booklet. And really, it, it is a great little booklet to share with people who are, quote-unquote, pro-choice to murder their babies or whatever the case may be, or they're sympathetic towards that view. This is a great way to <clears throat> uh, deal with that. Now, there's one more thing I want to do before we bring um, Lynn on this morning, and that is uh, some of you have been asking, how can you help Kate? Now, look, the, there was a crowdfund uh, website set up for Kate to help with her legal expenses. Okay. And her barrister has not turned it over. Now, some people will say it's for various reasons, this, that, and the other, but I talked to the guys who are helping Kate. I, I spoke with them, um, at, at length on this because I said, look, well, you know, we, this needs to be on the up and up of what's going on. And people have already given money what's going on here. And they've said, well, that could be turned over to her. It doesn't have to be turned over to another barrister. It could be turned over to her to push this thing forward into the high court, which is what they're planning on doing. And so uh, with that said, she can't get a hold of that money to do what she needs to do with that. And so they have an email address set up. And if you would like to contact that email address, they will tell you how you can contribute. Okay, It's efair, that's E-F-A-I-R dot Kate at protonmail.com efair.kate at protonmail.com just contact them there and they'll be happy to tell you how you can uh, contribute to her legal expenses if you want to do that okay if you've benefited from kate uh, especially some of the health stuff that's gone on uh, that she's shared over the past two years then uh, you know please consider helping her with that that that's really why they're going after her she's been helping people she's been warning people and, and i'm not saying other people haven't but somehow she's been pushed to the forefront there that she's been a face in some of this stuff that's gone on, um, you know, in her, in her own country. So if you're interested in helping her, then uh, use that email and they'll tell you how to do that. OK. All right. With that said, it's Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, we have with us the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, man. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I am doing good. And it seems you are doing good in spite of some foot issues. She was yeah. she was dancing with Ann and Tommy, and that that was a problem there. So, <laughs> yeah, oh well, we'll we'll see what God has in store. Oh, uh, but let me speak just a little bit about the um, the power of of being able to take over a private website. Okay, I have been able to trace that from the education side, and I've been saying for years, watch out where it all goes because this is exactly where it's going to end up, and it, it was you know, right there at the UN. And so the reason why is because it's not only of the ICANN group, which is an international group that is set for data sharing and data standards, but you also have the I, and I think it's four E's that follow it, Tim. And it's for electronic and um, I can't remember anyway, but I've done research on 
both those different groups. And you can find information about both those groups on my blog. And it will tell you this is what has been so dangerous, not only about the algorithms that are woven into those assessments for our kids to set up those, you know, uh, uh, cradle to grave tracks, but it's also going to bite us in the bottom, which we're seeing now happen. And so if you have a private website, like, uh, you know, you were saying you guys do, and I know I do, I got in touch with the person who runs my website and she said, don't worry, we've got it backed up. So, you know, if you have a private website, check to see if you have a way that you can back it up so that you can continue to try to get that information out if you need, you know, if that's something that's concerning you. Yeah, the, the problem isn't with that. The problem is getting mm-hmm. on something that will be stable there. And the only thing that right. uh, that's a possibility that I can think past that, you know, we've talked with a Rob Monster, and mm-hmm. Rob has helped a lot of uh, big-name websites like InfoWars and things like this yeah. to develop their platforms for video and stuff like that, which is what we were looking at. The problem yeah. is... Whew, I mean, you could buy you could buy a really, 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 really big house for what you'd pay for that every month. And so it's and I understand that they're covering customer service. They're covering anybody trying to shut it down and all that other. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's really people. It's a lot of money. It was like, I think, about 10 grand to set it up and about three thousand dollars a month. And we Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't. We don't even make enough to on on the little ads that we have to cover the expenses, so it, it really yeah. doesn't doesn't make sense to do that. But if that's the route we have to go in the future, maybe we'll do that. I don't know, but we'll we'll see what happens. You know, it just was such a blessing that this person is so gifted in this sort of thing. I mean, that's what they do all the time is this sort of thing. And it was oh no problem, I got this covered. So I just wanted to throw that out there that yeah, it's been in the works for a while. And I know that as many conferences as I have listened in on and researched with those particular groups, I knew where the data was going. And I kept telling folks on several interviews and some that you and I have done that you need to watch out because it's all going to end up there. And when it ends up there, that's going to be your you're just kind of like um, that mouse that gets stuck in that mouse trap. Yep, yep. But well, that's we, not what we're talking about. That's today, not what so. we're talking about today. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about today. No, let's let's build this up. Um, sure. Since at least well, Columbine was the first school shooting I can remember. Even though there's been look, folks, there's been a bunch of school shootings throughout our history for a hundred for a hundred years or better. There's been school shootings. I, most people don't even know that. But that Columbine right. was the first thing that I remember. And right. when you go back. You'll see that one of the biggest ones that happened, and I did some articles on this. I'll probably have to dig these out and just give these to you guys. Sure. One of the biggest shootings occurred, actually, a school shooting actually occurred in another country. And so mm-hmm. we, we haven't heard anything about that because they want to make America out to be the bad people because we have the guns. But if I'm not mistaken, there were, I want to say, I want to say it was like 2,000 people that were shot. And I want to say it was yeah. in South America. And it had to do with their parent. They shot their parents, and this was a, this was a mili- I think it was a military shooting. They right. sent that sent them in there to shoot the parents and the kids and all. Um, I'll pull that out well. just so you guys can see it and everything. But we've recently had had Sandy Hook after that, and right. at Sandy Hook, all the big talk was mental health. And mm-hmm. I warned the conservatives because the conservatives' answer was bigger government. We need a policeman at every school, yep. as though that's going to yep. help. And I said, you're just encouraging bigger government. You're just encouraging this whole prison mentality that's being set up there, you know, metal detectors, uh, police officers, all this. I said, you need to be careful. And then they were talking about they started getting into the mental health stuff. And I'm like, you don't want government determining who is mentally competent and who isn't. I mean, have you guys seen Nancy Pelosi (laughs) try to talk? She's not competent for office. Do you really want her determining things like that or anybody else for that matter, even on the Republican side? Do you want them to determine that? No. They haven't been authorized that in the Constitution to be dealing with their health. Yeah. Now we've got this shooting that's went on at Oxford High School, Right. this young man, and they're trying to charge his parents now. Now, mm-hmm. f- folks, the Bible's clear. The, the 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 son doesn't answer for the sins of the father. The father doesn't answer for the sins of the son. Yes, there are certain um, generational curses that we can see from that, even coming from the commandments where God says, I'll visit them upon the third and fourth right. generation of those who hate me. But mm-hmm. uh, but but when it comes to bringing justice this way, 
you don't charge the parents for what the son did. You, you just don't do that. Lynn, how is this tying into some things that are being rolled out, that are being talked about with mental health and, and such? Okay. Before we get to that, okay, <laughs> I feel... I have very I have felt very strongly that this this whole situation needs to be talked about because not only have you guys at Sons of Liberty before you and I started doing uh, the show together been diligent about bringing this sort of subject to the table I have as well so you're going to find some articles both in y'all's archives and then in mine about this very topic and how dangerous as you just said all this is but that said I want to publicly state and this is in my article from yesterday that the article it wasn't about taking sides as pointing as so much about taking a side as it was pointing out what is ahead Because in education and our communities, we are seeing our families purposely ripped apart, which is what this recent shooting is trying to do. I will also publicly state that I am not supporting family violence or violence that the family purports into the community or misuse of our law enforcement system. I am supportive of the proper treatment of those with mental health issues as long as they are handled in the proper medically professional way and not under the thumb of the status quo that we are seeing. So you might think that I'm off base, but the trail of evidence, Tim, that is around this one, as well as some of the other previous shootings, it's kind of like what Paul Harvey said, you know, He presented part of the story and then he always paused and he said, now here's the rest of the story. And this is what I want folks to focus on today. It's not so much about did this guy commit this crime or did he not? That's not the point. The point is what is happening to the parents, how wrong that is, how this is going to increase the longer we keep our kids in this system and we allow this system to continue and we allow our federal government to oversee the medicalization of our communities, especially with mental health, which is why if you would show that image, it's called the six domains of resilience. I want to speak to that just a little bit for those who can see. And for those who can't see, we'll we'll go over it. All right, give me a second because I thought sure. you said I, because of the way the, the everything's set up here now, um, uh. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, to to pick out because I, I had that first one that looks like the prison system thing. Um, oh, we'll get to that one later. All right. Okay. Here we go. Yes. Okay. This is out of Australia, and it's called the Six Domains of Resilience. Now, when Suzanne Hamner and I were doing the shows on Mindspace about the manipulation of our mental health through our governments, this was one of the things that popped up. And you have this hexagon in the middle, which is by no mistake, because if you'll notice, everything has to do with blockchain and all the garbage that's uh, attached to algorithms, uh, you know, and that sort of thing is always in the shape of a hexagon. And it will tell you that the vision is purpose, goals, and congruence. Then you have composure, how you regulate people's emotions. You have uh, you interpret bias for them so that they walk out not knowing how to think, but what to think. Uh, You have reasoning, resourcefulness, anticipate and plan. And part of what's going on with this school shooting in Oxford is one of the uh, programs that they had invested in is called ALICE. And hang on, let me tell you what ALICE stands for. Because it's interesting that they would use ALICE, which is tied to this particular uh, resilience model. And let's see here, where is it? Da, 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 da. I'm trying to find out where it is. Okay, alert, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. So Alice was created, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit. Alice was created as a result of the Columbine shootings. So you brought that one up, okay? One of the families who was impacted felt so bad about everything that was going on that they came up with this system. Well, if we, you know, if we alert the authorities, we lock down the school, we inform, I don't know who we're informing, if we counter the terrorists, and then if we evacuate. 
then, you know, this is not just about schools. This could be in the workplace. This could be in a church, you know, because we have seen shootings happen in workplaces and churches. And, you know, we're going to see shootings increase because as the government continues to manipulate our mental health, this is going to be one of the prices that our society pays. So it's interesting that the Alice was based off of some of these domains of resilience, but yet because this one school had invested in this Alice program that's loosely tied to all this manipulation, it somehow failed in this one particular case. And so now the parents are being held up as the scapegoats because everyone is so angry or so hurt that there has to be someone who's held accountable because it's either to assuage the guilt of those who helped set this whole thing up, or it's to publicly humiliate someone who may or may not have had a hand in it. Okay. So the reason why I bring all this up is because since Columbine, we've had Sandy Hook, and we have seen in woven in and throughout all this, more and more data companies, Tim, who are coming along <coughs> these Alice-type programs mm-hmm. and these resilient-type programs going, oh, we're here to help. So they're setting up what more data trails through these resilience programs in the name of gun safety or terrorist response to do what? They're going to get more control. That's, I mean, that's, I know that's what they're after. That's precisely it. And I did an article and it'll be in the archives today. It um, shows you from back uh, about Columbine, how the Common Core state standards through the Common Core machine took that particular incident and turned it into a reason why we had to eliminate guns across the board. Yeah. So this is not just about managing your mental health. This is about taking away not only your First Amendment, but your Second Amendment. Yeah, and I'll I'll remind people that uh, it was several years ago I had done an article on the issue of gun-free zones, which schools are declared to be by the feds, which they have no business declaring in the first place uh, because they have no say-so in education. That's the first thing. We make mention of that here is the Tenth Amendment. Uh, Whatever we didn't authorize them to do, they don't have authority to do. The people in the states retain those rights. And so they're doing that. And then the second thing is because they've usurped that authority over the schools, they've said, oh, well, you can't have guns in the schools. Well, we're 90, it was like 94, it was 92 or 94 percent of all, quote unquote, mass shootings. And I think that's the mass shooting is determined by three or more people being shot. Okay. Happen in gun free zones. And what is every school? I mean, when you go to Kennesaw, Georgia, that's what you see. They mandated that everybody in Kennesaw, Georgia, Every resident have a, a firearm unless they had some kind of a, you know, a religious, you know, a, a conscience issue. And they let mm-hmm. them off. They dropped all their, their crime rates, their murder rates, you know, all kinds of stuff. But where then they went for several years with no murder, no nothing. And then all of a sudden, where did it happen? It happened at the university where it was a, quote, unquote, gun-free zone. So all people are doing is being set up to be lambs led to the slaughter with that kind of mentality and you're exactly right now they want to do it to where you can see they're going after the kids and in Mm -hmm. order to do that they've got to go after the parents too right right absolutely um Again, this is pushing that social and emotional learning where your values, your attitudes, and your beliefs are changed. But remember, this is all part of the United Nations Master Plan for Global Mental Health Control. And we've been over this so many times. And we see that our federal government has taken it upon themselves to feel it is their job to manipulate through Medicaid funding and through idea funding for special needs students and through the Every Student Succeeds Act in the name of coronavirus relief and 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 all these uh, the cares act and all these other these garbly goo things they're coming in and saying no we have to increase the community services we have to country uh, com- we have to in- con- uh, increase the control excuse me i'll get my tongue in straight because we're all going to go to hell in a handbasket if we don't 
And that's so wrong. Now, one of the things that I, before we get to the, the article that's showing how these parents are being set up as the scapegoats, and I want us to look at, we'll also look at what scapegoated was of the Bible, but we'll look at what psychology has turned scapegoating into. But I wanted to share a, a, a short story about how parents down through the ages have been manipulated in trying to hold the 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 system has tried to hold them more accountable for what a child did and that is eons ago my husband was out on his uh motor scooter delivering newspapers it was in the summer and he had a passenger on the back he had one helmet so he gave the helmet to his passenger and as soon as they were through with the newspaper route they were going to go to the pool because that's what you do when you're a kid and it's the summer. And so um, unbeknownst to him, one of the city uh, where he lived, the dump truck came out of nowhere and hit him, put him in the hospital, almost killed him six months. Do you know what the city did? They turned not only my husband into a scapegoat, but they turned his parents. They charged him with attempted manslaughter because the passenger also was injured, okay? It was to cover the city's backside of their negligence that the driver didn't notice the motor scooter. Now, this was back in the 70s, okay? Because my husband's father was able to get a lawyer, my husband did go to jail, and his parents did not have to reimburse anyone for supposed attempted manslaughter. It was an absolute goat rope. Now, I bring that up not to glorify the situation, but to point out the city was willing to sacrifice this one family over something to cover their backside. The school in Oxford is making the parents out in the same fashion. And here's why. Because, and if you will, I'm I'm sorry to do this, but if you will go to the um, link that says what scapegoating has been turned into under the social justice, restorative justice, and six ways of resilience model. It was the psychpractice.com blog, Tim, if you'll go there. I wanted folks to see that particular thing, because this is telling you, okay, in the Bible, it it was used as a form of atoning for sin, okay? You usually had a pair, and correct me if I'm wrong, you usually had a pair of goats that were presented at the temple. One was used as the the burnt sacrifice. The other one supposedly uh, was uh, carrying all the sins of everybody else, and it was banished out in the woods. Is is that correct? That's correct. I'm looking for practice.com, though. I didn't see that one. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, if you go, all right, if you see where the graphic is that it says mental health is not, uh, mental health for any age is not the federal government's job, it's going to be one, two, three links down. Okay, the psych practice. Okay, all right. Yes, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> that's okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> okay. I just... We'll get there. Okay, so you've got the context of what the biblical version of scapegoating is. This is what man has turned it into or one of the ways man has turned it into. And it fits right into this um, restorative justice that this Alice program was using, that Oxford High School was using. All right. So if you want to get to that, okay, it'll tell you what is scapegoating and how to understand it. Okay. Scapegoating has been used as as an explanation for, get this, family disturbance, prejudice, the treatment of criminals and the development and treatment of mental illness. Mm, yeah, they okay. got to they got to find somebody to blame besides the person, and, and this goes back to a biblical concept too, Lynn, and that right. is that men are not basically good. I know a lot of people say that because we've been in a quote-unquote civilized society, but you're starting to see now that's not the case. Man is basically bad, including me and you. We're basically bad at our root, and that's why we need a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Now, this particular article also goes on to say socially structured scapegoats are created 
and then maintained in a deviant role in order to facilitate group cohesion and identify by clarifying norms, the scapegoat stands on just the other side of good behavior. Hmm. Now, that's very, very damning on any person. But this is what's happening to this family. Now, again, I'm not saying that the parents were totally innocent or totally guilty, but they should not be being run up the flagpole for something that they themselves did not do. It's kind of like Alec Baldwin's idiocracy saying, oh, I held the gun, but I didn't pull the trigger. Well, yes, you did. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's just the lunacy that we have going on. Um, But if you would, uh, the link that shows the statement about the parents being made an example of, if you'll go there, that is just under that that mental health is not the government's job. It'll it'll say uh, ABC News, parents of Michigan school shooting suspect plead not guilty and held on a $500,000 bond each. There you go. It's probably about midway down that it will tell you flat out that these people are being made an example of. So I don't know if you want to. um, Let's see here. I'm trying about suicide says they're they're all they're all three on suicide watch. Okay, it's. This is just below the dad's picture, okay? While it's human nature to want to find someone to blame or something to point to or something that is in this case are intentional and send a message. Okay. Um, I, I didn't find the particular place where you're at. You're saying it's right under the... That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. It's going to be, you see the dad. Okay, you you see dad. Okay, there's right? dad. Okay, all right, all right. I got it. Two pair, yeah, two. I got it. While it's human nature to want to find someone to blame or something to point to, uh, that they're going to use. And so when mainstream media is telling you we're going to use an example, that is precisely where we, the people, need to be going, oh, stuff. If they're doing it to this family, when are they going to do it to me? Because it's not if they're going to do it, it's when they're going going to do it. it. Yeah, and they go on and they say the prosecution has very much cherry-picked and slanted specific facts to further their Mm -hmm. narrative to do do that. And that's from the attorneys for, um, for, I guess, the family here. And what's yeah. going on? So there, yeah, there's there's no doubt that they're going to do that. In fact, we've seen over and over where the federal government has you know had many Brady violations, which are violations of law. They never bring those uh, prosecutors to justice. They just either, if they do anything, they silently uh, demote them, bring somebody else in, but they let them keep their jobs, and they're making all kinds of money. They have the full resources of the entire federal government against maybe a family or an individual who doesn't have really any resources. And so that's exactly what they do. They hide what can uh, exonerate the person, Mm -hmm. and they put forth all of the the cherry-picked stuff that they want to to make them look like they're the evil, you know, American Osama bin Laden. That's what they try to do. Right. Well, it was. I think it was either in this article or another one where it said that the school is absolutely incensed that the parents failed to daily check this child's backpack. Okay, he's in high school. Yeah, who does that? Who does? And that's precisely my point. Who does that? And if you do, why? And well, what does that say about on. family trust? Well, let me let me let me ask something here. Sure. So the school system, the school that he went to, did they check his backpack? You know, they should have. Mm. Because and here's the thing, this Alice system about how, you know, we're all supposed to work together to, you know, make this stuff not happen. Part of the part of the setup is that you are checking people's uh, personal items and you are being diligent and you are trying to find out, hey, are Johnny and Susie okay today? And are they not? Not that it's their business. But this is part of this program. And so this is why it's such, it begs the question. If 
you've gone through this this kind of resilience garbage and you've gone through all this stuff that's supposed to help protect and it's clearly failing. Why are you using it? Why are you putting the people's money to this stuff and then wondering when all goes fluey? Why did it do that? It's because you're putting your money in the wrong thing. And our taxpayer money is going towards this. If you would go to that one image that says post Parkland and you'll see the you'll see the the school. The the reason I wanted to include this is because here is an entity that has nothing to do with this school in uh, Michigan. And they're even asking you. The description of events seems to be in line with the school's restorative policy, which uses principles based on a controversial disciplinary approach called restorative justice that has been blamed for allowing other school shootings to happen. So if you know it doesn't work, why are you continuing to wonder what happens when another incident happens? Well, you this do is that. just another setup for, oh, yeah, we, you know, these citizens can't do it. They have to have more control. Yep. Well, it's like communism. It's been tried throughout the 20th century, and mm-hmm. it was tried by our forefathers uh, back when they set up, uh, um, gosh, what's the guys at Plymouth Plantation? When they set that mm-hmm. up, they tried it, and they found out this doesn't work. Uh, But what government does is when government gets a concept and they implement it, they say it's working. It just we need more money for it. We need more people in it. And the idea Mm -hmm. is they believe so blindly religiously. It's it's actually a religion that they're engaged in with this. They believe so blindly that this will work. If you throw enough money at it, if you got enough people in it, it will work and everybody will be safe and, the, and we'll have a utopia. Nobody will be killing anybody, blah, 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 except government, mm-hmm. of course. Government can kill anybody that it wants to and it can sanction it right. and make it legal, too. So right. that's it's that same mentality. And we've seen this land not just with this. We've seen it with yeah. everything. I mean, Absolutely. Yes, yeah. we have. Absolutely. But I know they keep saying, yeah, well, this restorative justice. And I know if you're like me, you're probably going, what the heck is that? So according to the Oxford High School Student Code of Conduct, restorative justice is achieved by assigned roles of the student, parent and school leaders. If any of these roles, Tim, are compromised, discipline is in order. But it's all hosted from within the school, not in the appropriate health care facilities or mental health doctors treatment or diagnosis. So here's an excerpt from this system's approach. Positive behavior interventions and supports. Now, how many shows you and I have done on this is off the charts, because what is this? It's nothing but attacking your Social and emotional learning to reshape your attitudes, values, and beliefs. It's also going to be a way to label every student as somehow lacking in mental health so that the school could get more federal funds to create more uh, uh, programs to help Johnny and Susie. Because after all, Johnny and Susie's parents can't think their way out of the paper bag, which plays into why these parents are being treated as scapegoats. Okay. Yep. You also have the Michigan model for health, which is all based on outcome based education, which you and I have have been able to nail down that anytime your government, be it local, state or federal, uses the word outcome, they're telling you this is the predicted way. This is the mold your child must fit in order to be deemed a success in our eyes or in society's eyes. Okay. Focused, I put it, um, I put it in the article as all based on the outcome-based education or skill-based monkey see, monkey do, which is, you know, what, what we've seen. All right, focused instruction to avert academic failure. There is nothing about any of this, Tim, that has to do with academics. This is all about manipulation of a person. Okay, I'm just gonna blow that one out of the water. Restorative practices. Now, 
again, they're defining word with the word. So that really doesn't help clear up anything. But in that on that particular list, I said, see this website for the collective twist on how the justice is involved. Okay, that particular website, and this will all be in the article, is from the um, IRP, which I have no idea what group it is, but it says defining restorative justice. And it says restorative justice is a process involving the primary stakeholders in determining how best to repair harm done by any offense. So in other words, this is saying that not only was the school the stakeholder in this shooting, the parents were the stakeholders, the taxpayers were the stakeholders, the students were the stakeholders, but who's running the show? The government. Yeah, of course. Of course. Somebody made mention in here that this whole thing smacks of a false flag. That very well could be. I mean, that very well mm-hmm. could be. Let me let me interject this just so sure. that, that people understand uh, that this there's a spiritual aspect to this. This is not just, mm-hmm. okay, some guy was on some drugs. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Uh, he was we angry. He was hurt. Yeah. We don't really have all those details right now, but I can tell you this. we weren't there. That's right. We, we, I can tell you this. And let me move my microphone here just a bit. Sorry about that. I try okay. to keep that out of the screenshot. But um, here's, here's, what, here's what Scripture has to say about what we're facing. And this comes from a Psalm of David, uh, Psalm chapter 9. Take a listen to what it says. You know, David is calling for mercy uh, from the Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me, thou that liftest me up from the gates of death, that I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. David's heart is that he may glorify God so that even the heathens see exactly what's going on and they know that God the the God that they know that exists that they try to suppress the truth and unrighteousness to say he doesn't exist. Well, they, they it wants he David wants it to be so plain that God exists and that he is ever present in the affairs of men and that he does interject himself. Uh, that he will that he's calling on him for this. He says the heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made in the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The Lord is known by his judgment, which he executeth. Listen, folks, God may be known by his people for his grace and mercy to us, but to the world, he is known by his judgment, which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. And then he goes on and he says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. So, what we have here is th- what we're seeing so much of is we've seen it escalate for mm-hmm. more than 170 years now here in this country right. because we have begun we, – we didn't just depart from God overnight. We did right. it slowly and incrementally just like the northern uh, kingdom there of Israel. Mm-hmm. They were slowly doing that, and that's where they got the boldness to just say, we don't need to go and obey God the way God said to worship him. We'll just do it up here, and we'll have golden idols and this, that, and the other. So I just right. wanted to put that in because this spiritual aspect really has an Im- impact on what you're talking about right now. It's going to get worse right. in Leviticus 26, uh, same kind of thing. Right. right, it absolutely will. Um, well, if you would... Uh, below the picture of the hub, and we're not going to go there because we've used that before. I wanted folks to be able to hear and see the the uh, entity that is in in charge of Oxford High School, as well as the other schools near there. It's it's kind of like instead of just being a school district like you and I are used to, this is a superintendents association and they have uh, Oxford High School under their thumb and this was their response to what has happened so if you would go to that it says the suntimesnews.com suntimes news Uh. yeah yeah it's under the hub picture and the hub picture will be in the archives so folks can understand what we're talking about all right. And the hub is just... Okay, there, yeah, we, there the we are. Hub. I got you. I got okay. you. Yeah. I wanted folks to be able to hear their collectivism tone in this. So if you would read that, please. <clears throat> the following statement was issued by the Washtenaw. That's an interesting mm-hmm. word. Superintendents Association on December the 2nd, 2021. 
Washington County, Michigan, after the tragedy at Oxford High School this week, the Washington the Washington Naw uh, Superintendents Association is issuing a statement out of care and concern. No, it's not. That's not what that's about. Uh, for our collective school community. That sounds very communistic. The WSA uh-huh. represents the superintendents of the Washtenaw Intermediate School District and the nine public school districts in Washtenaw County, Ann Arbor Public Schools, Chelsea School District, Dexter Community Schools, Lincoln Consolidated Schools, Manchester Community Schools, Milan Area Schools, Saline Area Schools, Whitmore Lake Public Schools, and, oh my goodness, what is that word? Just it's a community school. Okay. Anna and Tommy community <laughs> schools. There you go. Now, There's, let me stop. Okay. Let me stop you right there. Sure. How many times did you hear collectivism and community? There's no doubt. It's all in there. Okay. Yep. Part of every student succeeds that was to beef up the number of community schools because the community schools would include the school as the hub, which is what I kept referencing to that the, you know, the image would be there in the archives for folks to see. And Anita Hogue, Charlotte Iserby, you know, lots of us have been warning this is part of what is happening is that that hub becomes your kind of like mini mall one-stop shop for all your family services. And this is what the school has done. This is part of that, that Alice program. Uh, this is part of that resilience model. This is part of that restorative justice is because we're going to bring everybody together and we're going to do it in-house instead of you being able to be in your own home doing what's best for your family. Okay. Now, it, while we still have a few minutes, because this is not very long and I think we're going to go over, if we could please play the little video about this alert, inform, and evacuate program, this Alice program. I want folks to listen for the fear that is uh, permeating the music, the language, the, the, the facial expressions, and how it's supposed to get you in a mindset of, well, okay, it's kind of like uh, when we see our schools introduce topics like suicide or, you know, the gender bending or all this. A kid may not even be thinking about it, but once the school has introduced it, once the curriculum or the resource has introduced it, what do they do? They start thinking about it. So put that in the context of this Alice program. All right, here we go. When I walked into that bathroom, I heard one one person say, uh, you know, you don't have to do this. Nobody has died yet. The average response time is somewhere in between 10 and 20 minutes. Everything that you think you would do, you don't do. Your common sense goes out the window. The better you make the training, the better prepared your students or your people are going to be if they ever have to truly act. It's not just for the school, it's for everyday life. The ALICE training method is so important because it forces you to look at everything very differently. Sometimes bad things happen, and it it pays to be prepared. All right, it's a solution of Navigate 360, and this... To me, the the lack of solutions is what I see going on. Well, it's interesting that you noted that because, you know, it says it's a solution. Navigate 360 is one of these horrible common core machine entities, which does nothing but set you up to track you from cradle to grave. So, yeah, it's such a solution. Um, But if you would, the, the, uh, the comparative picture between the prison system and the school system. If you would pull that one up, told you we were going to use that one. Okay. All right. Give me a second. Cause I got to sure. Sure. I got to shut down one and bring up the other. I know. Okay. So, all right. So if you could blow that up. All right. So here we have the department of corrections versus the department of education. 
All right. So on the left, we have the prison system white bus. We have the cafeteria and then we have the uh, government assigned food. On the right, we have the yellow school bus, which uh, probably gets sold to the Department of Corrections when they're done with it, the Department of Education and just repainted. Then we have the cafeteria, which looks almost exactly like the prison one, and then we have the government-assigned food. And here was the question that I posed in the article that has to do with this picture, okay? So if the system was already so broken that people are now wondering why in the world Alice and things like that didn't work, why has all the money to implement it? Uh, How will this latest incident find Michigan schools or any other states? Because this is not just happening in Michigan. Once again, turning schools into more prison-like facilities. Remember, the Every Student Succeeds Act mandated safe schools. COVID-19 CARES Act and other related school funding also includes safe schools, which does morph over into our mental health, Tim. However, this is where folks will not be looking. The net that's cast for safe school is larger than ever. Henceforth, we're seeing what's happening to the parents in this one case. It's not just about aiding Johnny and Susie's academic prowess. It's about controlling the mindset with shifted attitudes, values, and beliefs. Remember, this is not exclusive to K-12 through grade public schools. This shift is community-wide. Thus, the increase in your community schools, also found in the Every Student Succeeds Act and fully supported by the Common Core Standards Machine. Well, let me let me just say it this way. The Bible sure. is very clear about what parents are supposed to do. We could cut this off, Lynn, if parents would just do what they're supposed to do, and that is to train their own children, Deuteronomy 6. They're to teach right. their own kids and specifically to teach them the law of God. If mm-hmm. look, I I it's not that I'm hard hearted over parents who lose their children in a shooting at a school or any of this stuff. I'm not. I'm really not. But here's the thing. I want you to really consider if you're a parent like that, just really consider if you were the ones caring for your children in the manner that God has laid out and you kept them at home and you taught them and you lived the example before them, not only would you be able to protect them at least as best you can, at least you would know you you had the means to do it, especially if you're armed, but also you would be building within them a a framework of morality, and that doesn't necessarily guarantee something. I'm not saying that. Somebody mentioned in the chat that David's own son went after him and wanted to kill him. I I know that that, that's exactly right, Um, but at the same time, the Bible also says that if we bring up a child in the way he should go, if we should train him up that way, when he's old, he won't depart from it. And so I think there's a lot to be said for that input of morality that God has mm-hmm. given in his law. And if we would do that, we wouldn't even be talking about, I don't know, 12 of these tabs that we have open here. I mean, we just wouldn't be talking about them. And, and you know, and you're precisely right. But the reason why, especially during Advent, when we're supposed to be preparing our hearts and our minds, we're seeing this family unjustly being put through the ringer and for every one family we see in the news tim how many countless others are not in the news so i know this is not just one isolated case i know this is not going to be the only isolated case this is going to continue to increase and here's how i know and this relates is that right now in congress we have a pair of bills called the k uh, excuse me c a r a 3.0 act And these are designed to expand the amount of funding for mental health overreaches under the guise of preventing substance abuse. And if substance abuse may play into this latest school shooting, it may not. The point of it is, is that a lot of the mental health overreaches, they don't just, the government doesn't just come out and say, oh, yes, we're going to micromanage your mind. No, they're going to hide it in these substance abuse, these gun control legislations, okay? The next one is expanding community-wide mental health overreaches via the Department of Health and Human Services. It's already passed the House, and it's in the Senate. It's H.R. 5469, and it will use racial inequalities, Tim, as the platform But it doesn't use equality in the title. It's using equity. 
So again, a big clue yep. as in what the government really is caring about yep. is not your mental health. It's how much money they can make off of you manipulating your mental health. Okay. Uh, we'll let, let me pause have, you. Let me pause you just a second. Sure. Are you, you wanting to go over today? Uh, we need our action items and that's it. Okay. All right. We'll take 20 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more, more about you and help you okay. out. Okay. All right. Uh, commoncordiva.com, uh, is my blog. You can find this article and tons of others, all the archives in there. You can find me on breaking news journal on Roku and Amazon. I've got a special coming up there that we'll talk about later. Uh, you can also find me on the usual, uh, social media platforms. If you'd like the uh, Advent and Epiphany Guide for this year. It's still available. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Lynn, we thank you. Guys on Red State Talk Radio, if you want to join us for the final few minutes of the interview here, you can do so. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, before it's news.com, Rumble, Sons of Liberty Media, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. See you at 6 a.m., Lord willing. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Lynn didn't mean to cut you off, but we're out of time it's there. Okay. So go ahead and it's finish okay. up your thoughts there. <laughs> No, it's okay. It's like, how fast can you talk? And, you know, you don't do that to a Southern woman because she just can't do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I wanted us to to just go back over uh, our action items. But, yes, what I was saying is that, you know, um, all this stuff is just really pointing to the fact of, okay, yes, we know they've been harming our families, the, 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 the government, the school system, all this has been harming our families. But here we see one of the, the biggest examples of now we've grown after mom and dad for something that, that this son did. And I'm not advocating what he did at all, but I don't think that it's right just to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I really don't. Okay. Um, as far as other things that people can look for about this particular article, and the resources, you're going to find archived articles, you're going to find related documents for you. I encourage you to go to the Daily Wires article where you can find that they too are questioning the validity of how Oxford handled this and just exactly how bad the Every Student Succeeds Act was in addressing things like safe schools and mental health. And they will give you a direct link to this Oxford Student Code of Conduct. And I really urge you to go and read that because your code of conduct uh, for your community college, your higher education, your apprenticeship, your uh, after school program is going to be carrying things like this to support this system because it's all woven in together. So that's one action item that we can take. Um, So remember, your tax dollars are paying for these as well. All right. Uh, As I just said, know that this kind of stuff can be in your after-school programs, your extracurricular activities, your apprenticeships, your internships, your career tech education schools, your STEM programs, because it's all tied in together. You need to remember to operate outside the spirit of fear that our government is so busy propagating right now over this issue and and the other issues, okay? You need to make sure that you meet with like-minded parents, city officials, and even your clergy, because most of them don't realize that some of this is as unethical as can be, and we don't need to pass judgment on why they don't understand that it's unethical we need to be that iron that sharpen iron that sharpens iron in helping point them to the right direction uh it's not our judge it's not our job to judge it is our job to help point out because that's how we leave markers along the way so that people know when we're gone uh hey this is the way you go uh it's called discipleship Yes, absolutely. And so one of the best ways that you can help just kind of banish this spirit of fear, and one of the things that I'm having to do myself, because I just did get some, uh, not traumatic news, but just uh, news from the doctor that means I'm going to have to make a lot of changes I was not prepared for, is I'm just going to have to to stop and regroup. And that's what we need to do. And so, uh, Tim, you and I have shared this on a couple of broadcasts, but this is why I created that um, uh, Advent and Epiphany Guide that can help people do just that. Suggested donation on my website is $2 per copy. Uh, Yeah, we're 
uh, between the second Sunday and third Sunday of Advent, but you still have time. And then there's all the time getting ready after the new year for those 12 days of Christmas that also were woven into how do I prepare? Okay, now that Jesus has been born, how do I prepare to move on to a new year? So that is there to help as well. And that would probably banish a lot of fear out of a lot of people's hearts, which, you know, we shouldn't be fearful. We are supposed to be walking in confidence. And this would help us walk with confidence. This also would help us be able to help others because, you know, that one set of parents in Michigan is probably going through the ringer right now. No clue how many people are surrounding them with love. No clue how many people are surrounding those who have been uh, affected by this one person's actions. But, you know, this is a time to pull together. It's not a time to pull apart. Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, you know, the Bible says that we're to weep with those who weep or to rejoice Mm -hmm. with those who rejoice. And um, certainly in this case, those people out there with these parents, um, you know, if you're a Christian, man, you should be reaching out to them and uh, finding out how you can help, giving them instruction, uh, giving them exhortation uh, from the Word of God and praying for them. There's no question about that. Even this young man who's done what he's done, uh, yeah. there's still an issue to where you, you know, we used to do it. Even even in a situation where a person has committed a uh, capital crime, they would mm-hmm. always go and they would put the gospel before them because they knew they didn't have much time to be on the earth and they wanted them they wanted to call them to repentance and uh boy I, you know in this culture there are so many people that just want we want we want justice we want it now and forget mm-hmm. giving them the gospel and look i would say the same look this is me I would say the same thing. I've called for justice to be done, swift justice over some of these people in the pandemic and everything. And I believe in giving them the gospel and calling them to repentance too. But you got to understand, if you don't bring justice in the issue, you're not going to secure your liberty. But uh, when it comes well, to these parents, absolutely. we need to reach out to them. Absolutely. But again, when you're trying to hold parents as responsible for, uh, 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 see, we don't know how old the, the, the guy is. Is he you know, under 18? Is he 18? Is he over? We don't know. But I think... Well, they say they're going to... They did say that they're going to charge him or they're going to try him as an adult. As an adult. adult. So I I believe that he probably is. But, you know, it's not just... I mean, uh, I had something, a thought in my mind there that I wanted to throw in because of of what you were saying, and it just Mm -hmm. left me. So forgive me for interrupting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's all right. No, I I just just really... He's 15. I'm sorry. Bethany says he's He's, 15. He's 15. Okay. This whole thing, just I don't know why it's been on my heart, Tim, that we talk about it, other than the fact that I've been warning for years they're coming for your kids. They've got your kids, and now they're coming after you and I. And we knew it was coming, and I just want folks to be aware aware so they can arm themselves. This is one of the ways in which they will pull it. And if they're going to do it over something as blatantly wrong as shooting others, what what minuscule other thing are they going to use to trip the parents up with to come in and take over? Yeah. Well, they're doing everything they can to do that now. And the parents have submitted to it. You know, guys, again, if you're going to send your kids to the state to be indoctrinated, don't be surprised, one, when they come out of statist, and two, when the state treats you like they own you and your kids. I mean, just, you know. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, let me just point out one other thing. One of the parts of this supposed restorative justice garbage is that Oxford, as well as the other schools that use it, uh, have this thing where it's a uh, school to family partnership liaison. And how many times have we warned about that, Tim, Uh, especially under the Every Student Succeeds Act, that whether you're actively in that public school system or you're using services in your home school based out of the uh, public system, you're inviting them to get a foot in the door. And what have we said before about the Every Student Succeeds Act setting up those those family ambassadors where they come in and they make sure that you're checking all the government boxes. And the minute you don't, it's the, well, we need to come in and intervene. So you can check all those uh, government boxes because your family's not conforming enough. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sadly, what happens is the families end up conforming to that, to the state, the beast, rather than conforming to the word of God. And that's again, that's what we're you know, there's liberty, guys. You know, it may sound I know to some people when we talk about what Scripture says, they go, oh, that's just tyrannical and that's dictatorial. and And I'm going, well, what are you living under? What are you submitting yourself to now? Jesus yep. says that he sets us free. Now, it, either he does or he doesn't, but most of those people haven't even made the attempt to be free in Christ, but they are they are happy to be shackled to the state because that's that's their mentality. That's what they've been indoctrinated with. And uh, right. and we're here with it. You know, we're, They don't call us the sons of liberty for nothing. That's what we promote is liberty. We really do promote mm-hmm. liberty. We're not promoting tyranny at all. So, uh, right. Lynn, a final word from you. Oh, uh, uh, da, 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 da. I was not ready for that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're interested in finding the Advent Guide, if you'll go to my commoncordiva.com website, click on the donate. If you'll leave me your email address in the comments, I will be more than happy to send you a copy. Suggested donation is just $2, and you can certainly have some wonderful family moments. I put in all kinds of family activities that you can do. There's daily scriptures for every day of Advent. So yeah, just enjoy. Try to, yeah, you know, our liberty is being taken away, but it's only as we allow it. So we've got to just, you know, not allow it and enjoy our time with our families. Amen. Amen. Well, let, let me let me close with this. Um, sure. Yeah, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Wordsworth made a mention that uh, December twenty fifth is is the birthday of Soul Invictus, not the Lord Jesus Christ. You're exactly right. Uh, I have often pointed that out. I think is a deception of the Catholic Church and the whole thing. I have no problem with with remembering the incarnation. We should. The Bible tells us that we should, uh, and those kinds of things. But even when you hear the Christmas story, you hear about the three wise men that show up. Well, they didn't show up when Jesus was a baby. They were already in a house. This was probably a couple of years later. So I want people to understand what's going on there, uh, that there is some of those things. That doesn't mean that we ignore the fact that there's an incarnation. I get that. Uh, but some people, you know, I don't know. They, they've got their own idolatry going along with the season there. So you need to be careful of that. But remembering that God came in the flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, which we read from yesterday, John chapter 1, uh, I think that's a good thing. It's an oper- The world's talking about it anyway, or some of the world's talking about it. And some of them ignorantly have their celebrations apart from Christ, forget who he is, don't know who he is. And I think it's an opportunity for us to take and specifically focus on the incarnation, the mystery that God did in demonstrating his love towards us in sending his own son to become flesh, to be made under the law in order that he might save those who have broken his law, sinners. And uh, that's what we encourage today. Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, same bat time, same bat, well, Different bat time, same bat channel here. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m. We'll see you then.